What's going on and welcome to episode 63 of the Feel for Football podcast. I'm your host Sanchez Bailey and wow, um, football's been crazy over the the last week or two, right? Especially in the Premier League. Um, I guess a small little message that you can take is that, you know, you can really change your narrative immediately if you put yourself to it. You know, because so many teams, excuse me, so many teams have looked very... Um, sure to finish in the top four and you know a week later or two the story's completely changed and so would that encourage you you know as the season closes as things going on things can change within a week if you put yourself at the task and so I actually want to speak on a topic that I was inspired from commentary actually I can't remember what game it was do I I don't even know if it was a match I think it was anyway um the commentary said do you know what I don't even think it was commentary you know I think I was watching the game and I was just seeing and analysing as, as I do <clears throat> and I believe I can't tell you the game I saw I can't lie to you but I was watching the game and the team went ahead and, and scored and now I was just watching the body language from the team you know and then it kind of took me back to what I would hear on FIFA back when I used to play it and it said and I remember the commentator it might have been Annie McCoyst or was it John Munson? No, it wasn't. It might have been John Munson because he was on FIFA at one point. He said, like, you're most vulnerable when you score. It's a typical commentator statement, isn't it? You're most vulnerable when you score, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> um, and I looked at the body language and I started trying to pay more attention to it once I see a team go ahead, you know? And it is crazy to think that following an advantage and a, and a, and a considerable advantage as well as is in scoring a goal how that can in turn make you more vulnerable. And there's a number of factors, but there's a, there's a factor that is within your control that we can change, um, which can at least add more value to you, but then also it can ensure that if anything does happen, then it's out of your control and more of the opponent. So, you know, excuse me, sorry. Last couple of weeks I've been drinking, now I'm yawning, gosh. So... If a team is vulnerable once they've just scored, there is a factor that is out of their hands and control, and that is the response and the determination by the opponent. There's nothing that you can really do to um, directly affect their response. So you, once you score, you it's up to them to decide how they're going to respond, right? Whether they're going to be maybe a bit nervous, maybe they're going to be a bit more adventurous, maybe they're going to kind of kick into gear. That is a possibility that can change the narrative of a, of a football match, especially when you've just conceded. On the other hand, uh, the team that has scored and has the advantage can respond in various ways. They can respond in a manner that makes them very keen to go for a second goal. <coughs> A team can often apply more pressure. But what has even what has birthed this statement and this mentality, so to speak, is because there's a lot of actions that are quite the opposite from the ones I've just mentioned that uh, follow from scoring and taking a lead, which then has created the statement that you're most vulnerable when you score. Quite often teams may want to ensure that they protect the lead 
and they may settle and maybe kind of take the foot off the gas. Maybe they take the the uh, they reduce the pressure and the impetus of the game. They might actually be a little bit more defensive so that they don't actually become um, penetrable. And that alone, and okay, so yeah, so that alone encourages the opposition to actually um, change their stance, to maybe become a bit more attacking, to become a bit more adventurous, because they're seeing a team that might actually be a bit cautious to do anything that may change their lead or like alter their lead or alter the course of the match. And this psychological decision, shall I say, can actually do more harm and probably most harm because you are facilitating and encouraging the the motivation, you're encouraging the development and the change of approach from the other team because of your decision to protect the lead. I'm hoping that you're getting this here. And this might be, you know, a footnote episode, but it is a dangerous mentality to have where soon as you score a goal, your behaviour and your attitude becomes quite different. I'm trying to think of an example in life. But we all know what complacency is. And I was speaking to someone the other day where a lot of the things that we, and I've mentioned it on a podcast before, but a lot of what we do, everybody that's listening, and if you apply this on a week-to-week basis, a lot of what we do is undoing human nature. It is human nature for us to feel like once a goal, no pun intended, but once a target has been achieved or goal, that there's a sense of achievement. And maybe there might be a a time when you might be a little bit more relaxed and you're happy to settle for the progress that has been made. However, again, the dangerous mentality is is when you have made those moves and, and bold Uh, strides in the game for you to want to protect that and maybe a bit be a less attacking maybe less aggressive in in terms of your display maybe being a bit safe in your delivery can really be toxic um, to progress right and so let's explore some of the mentalities or the phrases or what things would um, be said to themselves what kind of elements of self-talk would, would be occurring amongst players that then allow this decision and this this behavior to then follow so um for an example they've just scored a goal some things that could easily be said to yourself is okay let's not make a mistake let's let's not let them get in the game right and Remember what we've said previously, our brain actually does not really respond or um, interpret the word don't or not, right? And if you think about the command, you're saying, let them get into the game, right? And that's talking about factors that are out of your control, you know? And subconsciously, or even, yeah, subconsciously, we're going to respond in a way that maybe placing too much effort in avoiding things that allows the team to get in back into the game you know um what do i mean by that so 
because you don't want to let them go into a team, you may make a couple back passes or you're being overly conscious of the amount of power that you're putting in your pass so you don't make a mistake. By doing that, you're preventing yourself from being at that level of flow and that ultimate uh, comfort level when you're playing in the game where things just happen for you. You're preventing that from even occurring because you play something in your mind that is going to alter and change your approach and your behavior in the game. So how do we kind of flip the script? That's the question really, is how do we flip the script when we've just scored a goal and we've just had a real positive uh, incident occur for us to then not let it all, all, all go um, down the drain, so to speak. And we're seeing that a lot actually in this top four race as well. It's the shift in mentality. The mentality shift could even just be as simple as a word as more, giving more, right? And depending on what your position is, it's, it's highlighting the control. So what you can do, so giving more, more passes, more dribbles, more, you know, um, we're hurting them. Let's hurt them, right? Their weakness is this. Let's go. Let's keep pushing, right? Um, and even in, even in that mentality, like there can be an element of wisdom is probably the best word in your game, right? Where you're, you are ensuring that you're not letting them get back into the game, but it's the mentality and, and the things that you're saying to yourself, which can encourage more, I don't like the word, positive behaviours, more uh, supporting behaviours. Supporting to the overall goal of maybe um, troubling the team and maybe scoring another goal and maybe a victory, essentially, right? You're, you're, you're using language that is more encouraging to or more supporting and more leading towards a victory, you know? And, and take my message to you guys is to take some time and maybe think, maybe if you watch a game and you see a team take the lead and you might see a change of behavior kind of think what on earth could they be going through right and a lot of the time is they're placing their decisions and full processing and basing it off what the opposition would be thinking what the opposition um can do right unless it's you know ordered by the coach but then also you're allowing can i dare i say this let, let me not say that because I'm not trying to make people question a coach. But if a coach is being defensive, then, you know, it is really um, encouraging. The, the decision's going to be made from what the coach has said, if that makes sense. And, you know, that, yeah, that is what it is, to be honest with you. But um, I'm not going to get in myself in that uh, web hole and I'm never going to discourage people to not listen in that regard. But my point being is, if you place your emphasis and your decision based on what, the opposition or other people are going to be saying it's going to clog your mind it's going to clog your creative space yeah and so that's one of the things that you really want to change is place the onus place the focus on your controllables what you can do how you can what what the things that you can do that can lead to victory and take some time so as i said watch a game and maybe think about what was going maybe even have a brainstorm of what on earth was going on um, at, at half time in Istanbul, 
You know, that's a great little assignment if I was to give you an assignment. Think about some of the things that Liverpool players might be thinking. Maybe if you watch some of the uh, first five minutes um, of the second half, maybe even think what was going on at half-time, what was said in both camps. Something was said uh, for Liverpool which prevented them from pushing further, right? Um, And then something was said from the other team, AC Milan, that made them take advantage or it's the other way around. Other way around, sorry. Something was said to Liverpool, um, which made them become more empowered, and something was said to AC Milan that made them become a lot more reserved. And so, um, and then think about your own life, your own circumstances, because if you, if you play the game, there has been an occasion where you probably lost the lead. And think about what was going through the, the, team, the team's mind, of course, but maybe what was going on your end as well, and maybe some of the things that you could do or did or didn't do that maybe affected the team as well you know if a player in the team is absolutely pressing his life and the life out of the just pressing for the you know with his life on the line that might actually change the mentality and the behavior of the teammates which were actually more encouraging to the opposition so not only does your mentality change things for yourself, you could alter uh, how your team respond. You know, if a goalkeeper, let's just say, was moving a little bit shaky, um, having just scored, maybe he touched, or maybe, let's just say, he kicked it and scuffed it because he, he was just scared to actually kick the ball and it actually be um, dis- dispossessed. Right, that could actually affect how the defenders play. They're a little bit on an edge where maybe they might play with a bit of a flow, usually having that confidence that the keeper's cool and you know that they've got it under control. But maybe that small incident from that goalkeeper might cause that seed of doubt and hesitancy and, and different language being said to themselves, which affects their behaviour. So there is a large um, colossal... There's a massive domino effect, is probably the better phrase, from when you are changing your behavior you're changing the mentality and then how it affects you on the pitch it goes beyond just yourself it affects your opposition and you can either affect your opposition in a positive way for them or negative but then also it goes and affects your teammates as well so be very uh conscious of how much our thought processing actually affects beyond ourselves especially in a scenario like this especially in the time of the season so what i really would love for you guys to do is just to be a little bit more conscious start almost brainstorming we as you know like repetition is massive in the fitness world and you know building and compounding improving your weight etc but in in the in mind in terms of developing your mind there's stuff that you've got to write down and you don't have to write essays but guys you definitely should be being able to see what the normal human process um, and way of thinking occurs and we're introducing new ways of thinking, new ways of interpreting things which then affect our behaviour and can potentially alter the results. To do that, bear that in mind. It could be in notes in your phone, it could be in the mindset planner. If you haven't got one, get one. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm also thinking of limited edition mindset plan for the new season so we'll see how that goes but anyway i hope the episode really has given you a little bit of an eye-opening um to how our mind can work following the positive um uh incidents in the game and you can work in a way that you can shift the mentality from being cautious but more 
also being, I wanted to think of a word beginning with C, but also being um, compelled <laughs> to, to push for further and greater. All right. Anyway, on to next week, I believe. Yes, on to next week. It's going to get really interesting as the weeks go on, but I'm hoping that these episodes are equipping you for the closing of your respective seasons. Nice one. Take care.